1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Legend of Korra After Show, and joining us again this week, Miss Liz Rishmaui! Yeah,
2: I'm back guys, what's up?
1: And seated next to her is, of course, the very, very, adjective is totally eluding me, Tori Miller! Yeah,
3: superlative!
1: <laughs> and guys, I'm John Quick, and what an episode we have this week so much like after last week where in an episode that's in a series is called Legend of Cora where we get almost no Cora this week it's nothing but Cora in the very aptly titled Cora Alone
2: yeah mm-hmm. and
1: and, um, uh, we were talking a little bit before, you know, we actually came on air, like, the this is an obvious reference to the fantastic episode from The Last Airbender, Zuko Alone. Yes. And, I don't like, the first time I saw the episode, I, w- I like, I, as I watched it twice, I was, uh, the first time I was like, I don't know why they're calling this Korra Alone. I mean, Zuko Alone is such this, like, seminal episode. Why would you want to have, like comparisons to be brought to it and then I watched again I kept seeing more of the parallels and I was just like oh I'm I'm totally on board with this
2: Yeah mm-hmm. I mean well just in general from a sense of taking the title of both episodes they're very they, they're very different characters who had totally different wants and needs and desires however Zuko felt Zuko felt that he was he could only achieve what he wanted which was to get the avatar at any expense necessary and firmly focus on that but he can only do it by himself and it's the same thing with Korra in the sense where all she wants to do is get better and become the best avatar she can be but all these people that have been trying to help her they just can't help her so now the only way to go about doing anything is just to be on her own so again two very different characters very different goals at the time but very stubborn in their own sense and want that drive, like, no one can help me, I need to do this on my own. I need to find myself. I need to be the very best.
1: Like, like no, one no one ever ha- was, apparently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to catch with zuko it's to catch the, the Avatar. Avatar.
1: <laughs> and, and I guess is, with Korra, it's to catch Rava. <laughs> yes. Who is a little bit more Pokemon-like.
2: That's definitely Yes.
1: That. <laughs> um, Light
2: yeah. beam attack. <sighs>
3: and, and, I mean, if you were just to so expand weird. upon that, it's like... Uh, seeing them from both angles, it's like the guy who wanted to kill the Avatar and the Avatar being here because someone tried to kill her.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. and I think there was also the the running theme of identity because even though Zuko still wanted to catch the Avatar, this wasn't too long after him and Iroh had like had cut. They're top notch That's exactly who, what I was
2: thinking, too. And, and I I mean, I wish we, we saw her throwing the band in the water. We didn't see what she did with the hair. But I wish we saw that, like, she just threw the hair in the water. I
1: well, would have been That would have been great to see. That was, yeah. like, a, that was a great, like, callback moment. Because, of course, like, just that cutting of the hair. Like, losing your old identity and kind of moving on. Which is, again, like, both Zuko and Korra in this episode are dealing with that. That their old identities are gone and probably never coming back. Mm-hmm. But with like Zuko, it's his you know family ties. With Korra, it's it's not j- not even just like her identity as the Avatar. I think that there's like there's something more. It's it's her. I guess her defining characteristic as a character, like Korra, has always been the best bender hands down, no yeah. matter what, mm-hmm. and that. That has been taken from her both physically and psychologically. Yeah, There's-
2: and it's even in the scene, I mean, this is skipping ahead a little bit in the episode, but when she's so excited, like, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better, and she has that fight with the with the firebenders and has a flashback that causes her to, like, mess up. It reminded me of way back on the first episode when she was taking the test to prove to them she was ready to go to Republic City when she was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, fire was one of her best... <laughs> Uh, um, elements, elements, yeah. elements to, ta- to to deal with, which no, is very opposite of what Aang had problems with
1: they mirrored that exact shot of like when we saw Cora as like in a teenager for the first time, her coming through the fire yeah. like her triumphant reveal through fire. Mm-hmm. They were doing that, but as opposed to her of course going on and being victorious, it was her getting you know destroyed but that's going. That's skipping way far ahead. We need yeah, to, we'll we'll go back. So we ended last episode with Korra walking away after you know just getting owned in like in an earthbending fight, which you know that yeah. speaks a lot. Of course, now we see later in this episode what was really going on in her head. But yeah,
2: we also see it's more of a flashback yeah. into play from what happened before she goes into that fight. Yeah, right. and I think. I mean, I just, I love this episode so much. I'm sorry. It's just, it, first of all, so excited in general because we didn't even have to wait that long between season three and season four. And we're getting all this juiciness of the development of what's going on with her, what happened in these last three years. And we find out in the episode with with uh, Katara she actually took a really long time before she actually got to even walk again. I think she, there was a part where she mentioned it's been, like, two years. Well, yeah.
1: It, it was it was six months before I think she was actually really walking again. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: so just, I didn't know, like, we, uh, this episode was really cool to see how long it actually took her to even get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, you would think maybe after six months or so, then she was walking, and then it was just a matter of everything else, but that was what she really had to overcome, which was, like, really, like, oh, my God.
3: Right. Um and when we when we get there, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Well, so we our first shot of this episode is Cora standing in front of a cracked mirror, which you know, metaphor, everybody. This is your introduction. Yeah. I, I and so we she we see her like heal herself, and then there's just a a man who's having a potty emergency <laughs> just outside the door. Is like,
2: can you get out of there? I really need to get and in. She's and, about to heal her her eye, I think.
1: I, I hope so. Because so.
2: well, you saw the water glow, and she didn't get a chance to. So yeah. right
1: she got her elbow. I mean, that's good. I mean, the most important part. Yeah, nobody wants a scraped elbow. Those no. just stinks. I
2: mean, everybody's <laughs> gonna notice that first before your face.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It helps <laughs> with her disguise. I was about guy. to say
2: maybe it's just because it just helps that she doesn't look like herself. So
1: and she she walks out in the middle of the street, almost gets run over by a car, and then big reveal. This recurring character that we're gonna see through the episode. Um, I've been re- some people online are calling her Negacora. I was calling her Murder Cora because that's what she looked like when she went murder rage on just
2: Dark Korra, because she reminded me of like the dark link from Twilight Princess. Uh, yeah. And th- she functioned
1: like in the same way. Like anytime a character has like a dark has to face a dark side version of themselves, it's like kind of what they they look like. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that but that's that that's heading on. So we-, we see her and Dark Korra, and they get into a very brief fight, and then it's made, you know, obvious as Korra is like launching fire and then all of a sudden the people gathering around they're just like Are you okay yeah, it's like yeah you're just you're just shooting fire into the air do you need a hospital
2: i was more <laughs> surprised that nobody noticed like okay here's this person wearing earth clothing that if anything for the most part you would think that person would be like you know an, an earth bender and if any of those people had just recently saw her in the fight maybe like not one person mentioned like wait was she just bending multiple elements just now like no one called on it but i guess it's not important for I- that <laughs> particular uh situation
3: I mean, well, yeah, but at the same time, like, she's not a big deal anymore. So even if they did recognize her, they'd just be like, "Oh, it's it's that's where you've been." Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: I guess like, well, I guess they would be, but it's at this moment after she, like, after she just decides to run away, we get now the the flashback to her actually leaving, you know, Air Temple Island and go, and then going on to the the Southern Water Tribe to to recuperate. And it's you know great little team avatar moments. You know there's Asami. You know be, being the BFF that she is. Yeah. Mm. I, love I, I love I Bolin. Bolin. Oh, yeah. It's like I was like I don't want take this the wrong way, but I'm, <laughs> but I can't wait for you to leave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <How> <laughs> I just can I've you never had a, a pen, I've never way. had a pen pal before. In fact, you know what? Here, and he just like already has a letter written. I and, <laughs> and me and Pau already miss you. She so cute. great. So Aww. great. I uh,
1: I miss Pabu was missing from last episode I but that n- never mind I'm sure we're going to get more adorable Pabu moments going yeah, in the yeah, future yeah. but so ate him yes <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh, holy <God>. crap <laughs> d- thanks for putting that thought in my mind you're welcome right. I'm here for but so we d- so we know we s- jump to the she's in the South Pole apparently been there for about three weeks, as we'll find out later when she has a conversation with her mother, but she's having nightmares about her fight with Zaheer.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And she's, now she's, it's affecting her, she can't sleep, she's not eating very well. Yeah, she has and,
1: genuine PTSD.
2: Yeah, and her mother's like, will you please see Katara?
1: Yeah, she's been there for three... Like, when she left Air Temple Island, she said, oh, I'm only going to be there for a couple of weeks. And then her mom's like, you know, it's been three weeks. Like, she's been home for three weeks. And I noticed that she's unpacking a lot. But they're like, of course, like as I think Tori said, you you hit her ra- ra- nail right on the head. She has, like, a PTSD. She's, yeah, she can't- and not
2: to mention the fact, not even... Uh, PTSD aside they didn't know if she was actually going to recuperate or be able to walk or anything again. So that's like, I mean, the depression that people face just losing their ability to walk. Something like that kind of devastation. She's dealing with so many elements aside from the PTSD. Huh, she's dealing with so many elements. Nah. <laughs> At
1: least four of them. <laughs> oh, uh, mental health jokes. Let's continue everybody on. Everybody <laughs>
2: tweet me how amazing that was. Um, but yeah, so I think there's just so much, as a character and you look at them as like real people almost because we've learned to love these people and you can you can really relate with her on this level of how it's just depressing I mean and everybody's like she mentions is everybody's starting they're going to be able to help the world and she can't do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's well that's one of like that's her that's her core con one of her core conflicts not only is her just
2: Cora Conflict. Conflict. Right. I'm sorry, guys. There's uh, going to be so much shtick.
1: You know what? Somebody keep a pun counter. I mean, if we get up to 10, I think we should all get like we should ice ju- cream we should or something. Just, <laughs> we should just steal
2: Stephen Lemieux and Matt, uh, Lieberman's uh, sleepy hollow pun jar thing from, yeah, Stephen. You there?
1: No? No. No, that's no. no, right. not Stephen. No, he doesn't. All right, no, never mind. He's, there. Right.
3: <laughs> He's just like, I'm not going to partake in this.
2: But yeah. Um, but yeah, so then she sees Katara, uh, which loved seeing Katara again for like the first time in forever. Um Yeah.
1: And, and and also to see like Katara like really back to form like Katara doing what Katara always really does which is I missed
2: her hair loopies <laughs>
1: which is heal and help people and you know we, we see her in there and Korra is like asking her is like, can't you can't you just heal me like obviously Korra was like going in there with the hope that you know water bending you know the healing techniques of water bending was just going to completely recuperate yeah. her body but is like. Cora said, like, there's a number of things going on. Like well, that these- was no.
2: Katara said... Ka- there- Katara, yes. Yeah, she said that there is the poisons in such a number, and she says, I can help open the the flowways for you to heal, but it's really a matter of you. You need to believe in it. And then the little techniques that she goes about, just visualize, like, with moving her toe. Yeah.
3: Like, Wiggle your big toe.
2: Yeah. And it's it's really, really cool. And the fact that I think Katara is, is, aside from the fact she's a waterbending master and has these healing capabilities, I mean, who better than to Confide in somebody who can relate to you because she was married to your former self. You know <laughs>
1: that's weird. You know, well, creepy. Well, well, she does bring that up later. So I mean, yes. Which you know is uh, all right. Well, just like kind of moving on, we see we do see like her. She see her wiggle her big toe, and that's like the, the you know the first like sign. But again, like it gives it, her hope. It gives her hope. But this is Cora we're talking about. Cora is not one for. <laughs> Taking her time, she she's all about immediate results and immediate. It's it's part of who she is. Mm-hmm. In
2: even after, over the seasons where we've made comments about how she has greatly developed as a character in the sense where she is more patient and all this other stuff. Um, she's definitely like like you said. It's just like everybody else is already helping. The Earth Kingdom is in shambles. I need to help now. I need to get better now. And she just kind of like lets off on Katara,
1: right. Which is, well, I mean, we see like we see like why she can't like immediately after wiggling her big toe, which you know, a Kill Bill moment there. That yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that, that that's an actual, I think, physical therapy thing that they, they start yes. with. But all I can think about is Kill Bill mm-hmm. in every
2: one of those moments. I never saw <laughs> Kill Bill. I know I'm uh, weird. I'm weird. There's like some serious major like hit movies that I should have seen but have not yet. So everybody can yell at me later. But <laughs>
3: Well this is a spoiler. She wiggles her big
1: tail. Oh
2: my god, you guys. Oh my gosh. <sighs> <Where are we? laughs>
1: Well, now that everybody has now rage quit on us. But, <laughs> but you know, continuing on after that, she, so Katara is just like, all right, now take your first step. Like, visualize. And, you know, Korra can't do it. And then we see her in that scene where, you know, she, after she can't get that first step, she just wants to give up. And Katara is talking with her. And now we see it's been, like, almost six months later. And yeah. She, Cora um, goes off on Katara. It's just like you can't heal me. Nobody, like you can't even heal me, and you're supposed to be a water bending master. Like just like really, you know, digging into her. And I mean, she does apologize, yeah. but it's it, but it's again. I think in part of it is is that again, it's part of that. I Cora's identity has always been she's a physical person. That's how she defines herself, and that you know not only. Is it, was it taken from her? She can't get it back or is losing hope in getting it back because yeah. she can't even take a step.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the scene where Katara, you know, says, look, you know, like, you're not the only Avatar to go through such struggle and, and, and loss. Like, you know, look at what happened to Aang. Can you imagine waking up and your entire culture is dead? They're gone, your people. And, I mean, it gives her some sort of perspective in the fact that, well, if he can go through that, you know, I can do this. And I think that's the scene where she says visualize going to uh, Naga. Naga, yeah. Yeah. Um... Which was sweet. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, you, you made it."
1: <laughs> that was in. That was such a great moment. And did you also guys the that like kind of different like building version of the actual main theme was playing like as she's working yeah. up. That was a great job to the sound department yeah. on, mm-hmm. on putting that one. So thank you guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. I think I'm. I'm I don't want to skip ahead too much, but is there there is a pause in the scene because I know that there's branches in time. when, when we see her first walk, and then I think we see her with all the letters she's getting. From everybody, yeah. Um, and another scene right after that.
1: Yeah, it's that that again does happen like right in the middle. It's like where she's reading, of course, like yeah, the, and that
2: <laughs> Boland's letters,
1: oh, so with well the, written. The
2: elaboration of the English and proper grammar, and and just but and, but with the crayon
1: drawing. plus we forget <laughs> so the crayon drawing, it's a
0: nice juxtaposition.
1: Uh, yeah, that I think that well that did like we do need something because that did what that was what motivated her, like, unleashing on Qatar, was finding out, like, what all of her Everybody
2: friends- else, yeah, everybody else is doing something positive to help out with the, the... Earth Kingdom is in shambles. The world needs balance. You know, I think, um, uh, Asa-
3: Asami... Asami? Yeah. she's
2: doing this thing to help, basically, you know, what we saw in the first episode with yeah, how everything... She's building the train system. Uh, the train system and how everything's working around with the plants and everything in, um, in Republic City... And, um, you know, everybody's doing something and Cora just feels like very ostracized. And I like there's a scene. I think that what I'm thinking of directly after when we saw her walking was when she, she, she hasn't been writing back to any of them. She only wrote back to Asami, mm-hmm. um, because she feels that she's the only person that would really get it that what she's going through right now. Which, um,
1: you know, another point for shipping Cora Asami. Anybody out there, you can, <laughs> I guess, put another tally in that line. Yes. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. But that's and then like we like after like after that we cut back to Cora is like back in Republic City, you know, run, like walking in this like back alley and she runs in and she sees something in the corner of her eye and she's thinking, Oh my she god, ever, she's in
2: Republic City? I don't think we know where she is really.
1: She's in Republic the she's in Republic City. This this is her like wearing her her earth her earth green. This is after she was in the earth thing. I she's in Republic City, I do believe. Okay.
2: Uh, I don't I don't think they I ever I don't think she ever made it to, I mean, she never made to, it to uh, there. She never made she's it to there. She's avoiding no. it. On she went purpose. back to where
3: she met the uh the earth who uh made the sushi. It was still in that area.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's why everybody else is wearing green around her, too. Republic City is just like a mixture of like a lot of grays and stuff, too. I,
1: I guess that's true. I, for some reason, was thinking that she was in Republic yeah, City. Yeah, no, oh, she's okay. not
2: there yet. But, okay. yeah, she's, she's walking back in the alleyway, and then, adorable puppy. Oh.
1: <laughs> it is one of the sweetest-looking puppies I've ever seen. Yes. It just yes. looks so pettable. and then all of a sudden, dark looks, side cora. It
2: looks like a mini, um, uh, 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 um... Toy poodle, what? like a toy. No, no, no! Like the uh, with the, with like, the flying like, bison, uh, Appa. It looks like that, but without the horns and stuff. It's just like a uh, mini, fluffy. It's so cute. I, t- I guess I can
1: see that. It yeah. does kind of look like a little, little. You could, sky can bison. you picture if that was yeah. like
2: your dog? You could put like little costume things on it, like because it's Halloween now. <laughs> and just make a little Appa dog for the Halloween costume. So cute. Anyhow, <laughs> has like an extra leg sticking out, like a little Aww. saddle. Yeah.
1: And, well, then th- this moment is, like, really big because this, like, Korra is now seeing Dark Side Korra, and, like, the entire time we think that this is, like, Dark Side Korra is just in her head, but then the dog turns mm-hmm. and sees Dark Side Korra.
3: Yeah.
2: Darth Vader Korra. Shadow Korra. And, yeah, and we she... have a
3: million different yeah. names for it.
2: And then she says, I guess you want me to follow you. And then I think we go back to the flashback again um, into her journeying when she was going to go to Republic City. Yes. But then...
1: Well, ten, first thing first, Tenzin shows up yes. to, to check her progress. And this has been two years at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Korra's immediate thing is wants to show him how ready she yeah, is to at get back. look how
2: ready I am. Look, at, I'm good. I'm good.
1: And then that's when we have the fight with the three firebending masters. You know, try, you know almost mirroring what we saw from the very first episode... Mm-hmm of Legend of Korra, but the results are different. As soon as, you know, she thinks... PTSD
2: flashback. Back,
1: yeah, yeah, like, two Zaheer, Zaheer attacking her, which messes her up. And, of course, she's frustrated, and she's talking with Tenzin, and Tenzin's trying to do his, you know, traditional Tenzin wisdom moment. Yeah. And she says, I swear, if you <laughs> tell me to be patient... I I'm-
2: will water slap you.
1: <laughs> and, then he, and then he was just like, well, I just think you need to... Um. He basically uses
2: every definition of the word patience without actually saying patience, which was really funny. Um, Yeah, and then I like that we get that scene where, you know, she wants to go back, she says she's ready, and they say, okay, you know, and, and, you know, she said, I think I should go alone. I like it because I thought from the very get-go her plan was to leave and not go straight to Republic City, but Mm -hmm. when we see she goes on this boat, uh skipping over a very funny part that I want to touch on mm-hmm. but we see that that was not her original intention was not originally to never arrive she was going to go but then that's when she decided when she saw the city in view no i'm not ready for this she saw the or city in- saw,
3: and shadow cora
2: yeah, yeah. um <laughs> The water village with the guy and the picture with Aang.
1: Yeah, doing, oh yeah.
2: It was I such a good throwback. The wall of Avatars. The wall of Avatars. <laughs> but the picture of Aang as a full-grown adult with facial hair doing the same like trick the, the with ball. the air balls, <laughs> yeah. but with the same smile that we saw when he was 11 years old, with like a, a Katara trying to be like, "Look what I can do." Mm-hmm. With the sushi I mean, rolls. Yeah. So it made me so happy. Like...
1: But we're also get right before that, we get a great piece of information. Um, Korra still can't enter the avatar state. Yes. She's, she's locked out of the avatar state. Yeah. And, um, that's.
2: Which is what she tells Asami in the letter. Mm hmm.
1: And, you know, and then comboed with, like, as you've seen, like, when she gets to this island before she even gets to Republic City, the guy adds her to his wall of avatars. <laughs> and she's, and then, like, all of a sudden there are, you know, thieves, thieves muggers that, you know, just take off and then the guy's like don't worry the avatar's here he'll totally <laughs> help you and she's like um I don't and it's like no what are you waiting for go for it
2: yeah they're just two you know thieves Yeah. and then she does and she goes in and then it's again so sad and I can feel the the bloater ego just two random like low lives stealing from this old woman and she's like I'm gonna stop you and all they do is one little attack with like both the sand kicks up in her face when they're earth bending at her yeah. and she gets knocked flat on her back and like doesn't even get up right away after they run off. And the woman saying, "Are you sure that's the avatar?" and just the I mean, I felt it. I'm not the <laughs> avatar, but I felt the wound <laughs> and the pain of just like I couldn't even I've saved the world several times and I couldn't take on these two guys. This is how low I've I've become.
1: It's like I just fought the embodiment of malice and evil as <laughs> a giant and I can't handle just two Ran- randos, yeah. right?
2: Randos, it's great. Um, yes.
1: but, but just to add some levity to this moment, did you guys notice how that the the, the sushi chef talked about basically Kyoshi fighting Sharktopus? Yes, oh, yes, I did.
2: That that's my kind of woman. <laughs>
1: There needs to be a drawing of that. If there is not one, I'm, I really hope that somebody is working yeah. on it right yeah, now draw, through the internet. Tweet a
2: Sharktopus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kiyoshi, like,
1: Kiyoshi like, versus Sharktopus with one arm. Like
2: Cthulhu had a baby with jaws, and that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess that's when we show her going again, sailing back to Republic City, and then we see that she's like with all that said and done, everything that has come to pass, and even that little scene on the island where she couldn't even take those two guys on, she's like, no, I can't do this. And we see this great journey that she goes on with a whole... And I like how there's this voiceover part of a letter to her mother where they think she's in Republic City, and she's like, I'm just taking it easy, but we see she's obviously kind of been around the world, I think.
1: We see her, like, basically, when she turns back around, she goes straight to... The spirit portal. She enters the spirit yeah, world. Yeah. Well,
2: first she does the whole thing with changing her appearance and everything. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. We, we cannot skip yes, over that we can't moment. Skip please, can that
2: moment. Such a good moment. She looks down to the water. She's seeing her reflection. Also very metaphorical. Her, you know, who am I? Throwing down the bands into the water stream, and then knowing that she needs to vanish for a while to like find herself, and then the moment where she cuts off her hair, Mm -hmm. which I'm so jealous because that was like so a Mulan moment. I'm like, there is no way you're gonna take it in a bunch and cut it off, and you have like a perfect little like graduated bob cut. It's not fair.
1: A-line bob is a-line bob.
2: Yes, it's. I anyway. But uh, we have Uh, that transformation moment. I take it
1: you're talking from experience on this one? No, I'm just saying, in
2: general, like, you can't do that. Like, Mulan did it, too. Everybody watched Disney's Mulan. She cuts her hair. It's like, oh, look, it's so perfect and trimmed, and there's no, like, weird dead-end phrase or uneven... Anyway, (laughs) animation. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so she goes on the journey. I think you were going to say she... Did she go to the Arctic first? Back to the spirit?
1: She goes into the spirit world before she goes on her world tour. To 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 go to the Tree of Time, because she's trying really hard... To look for Rava. And as she enters in the tree, she's trying to meditate. Those, like, little spirits come up. There's only- mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they're, and they're just like, are you sure that's the Avatar? I thought she had pigtails. And I can't <laughs> yeah. sense any of Rava's energy around her.
2: Yeah, and then she's just, like, frustrated and, like, shut up. Like, I'm trying to meditate here. And I, I just cut my hair. Like, and I'm whatever. wearing
1: different clothes. Yes, I'm the Avatar. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the little guy, uh, what was his did name? Did we get a name for him? We didn't get a
1: name for him.
3: But
2: uh, he's, like, a little, little guy. But, yeah. he, you know, just the way he even goes on his lap, like, we can help you. And she just gently places him down. I would have hugged him. And right. says, like, no, everybody's been trying to help me, and no one can. So I don't think you can either. I have to do this by myself. Right. Um, and then she goes off. Because, you know, for whatever period of time she was in that tree, obviously she wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and then that's when we see the little flashback of her going through. You see the volcano, and she's walking through the fire and, and all these things. And she's the letter... Voice over to her mother, um, talking about how she's fine, but she's actually on this like huge yeah. journey. And so
1: she walks through all the George Lucas sets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the entire time she's seeing like Shadow Cora everywhere
2: right. stalking her, which I can only imagine how that's grating on her nerves. Like it's like she thinks she's going crazy. Then we see how she wound up at that earth fight, kind of bringing us back to local time. Then, yeah.
1: But then there, well, there was that one moment in the desert where she, instead of seeing Shadow Cora, she, she sees Rava. Rava.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That and, might have
2: just been a mirage though. I mean, it is the desert.
1: That's that's true, but I'm like wondering, like, cause she, the whole time she'd Mirada. been seeing Shadow Cora, but some, for, for some odd reason in the in the desert she saw Rava. Yeah. yeah. Like, wh- what does that speak, I don't know what that yeah, speaks to. Yeah, like I to. said,
2: it could be a mixture of just her desperation and exhaustion, and again, she was in the desert. They do see a lot of mirages and stuff there, so it could have just been like, oh my god, there's like a Pepsi machine, and then like, oh, it's RC Cola, walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, but yeah i and then we see it took her to the the earthbending match and that's where we kind of leave off where we're now back on local time now where all the flashbacks are done and we're caught up now and mm-hmm. how she wound up there and then back to little doggy
1: yeah so he leads her out of the out of that town and into the swamp I was the so great excited. swamp yeah <laughs>
2: I was so excited. And it didn't, you know, what's so funny. Did you guys happen to, like, even think about the Swamp at all during this whole thing?
1: I I have never, wa- like, I haven't thought about the Swamp really until Flash like since It makes so much yeah. sense,
2: I guess, because we've been so focused with this new series, how, like, now the spirits are everywhere. And, I mean, she went to, into the freaking spirit world, still couldn't connect herself. Mm-hmm. But, like, when we remember back from old Avatar, Swamp was one of those most mysterious, magical, spirited, entuned places. Right. That, like, always, what was it? Um, um, and when you go into the swamp, you will always find something, or it will reveal something about yourself. Hmm. So it makes I was it made like I was so excited when she got to the swamp. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> Did you guys get that whole like Oh, we got swamp. Maybe she'll find Rubba. I don't know.
3: Uh, I was just excited because maybe we would see some swamp benders. Yeah. Those were my favorite characters.
2: I immediately thought of this whole spirit connection <laughs> thing with getting some sort of answer in the swamp. That's why I was yeah. excited.
1: Yeah. I thought Dagoba. <laughs> like to be honest, yes,
3: I, and it definitely has that kind of parallel because she meet you know instead of yeah. skipping ahead, you know she meets her sage kind of character, yeah,
1: which which is very important. But first, we have you know we her,
2: realize that what the dog is,
1: we realize that the dog is the little like leaf spirit. Or,
2: yeah, so cute. And then just the way you he said, he's like she's like, why did you lie to me? She's like, you would would you have followed me if I did? And she's like, tchay. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: and, and then she says well what it's like, it's like what am I supposed to find here and he goes it's not what it's who and then he flies off and then she chases after him but then runs into shadow Cora,
2: which is way more aggressive than we've seen the, through this entire episode of fighting her yeah um and I, I'm gonna say that that character is so freaking cool. Like I really hope to see some really good cosplay of just Dark Shadow, you know, mm-hmm. Avatar Korra with the chain. So awesome, That's
1: pretty sweet. The, the chain and the air and like the airbending that have, that amounts to like super speed, and like the, the, the dis- flash. Just dis- disheveled, oh, yeah. disheveled
2: yeah. hair and um, yeah, but like that whole scene and, and just the way interesting too. How she's like, I know you're in my head. You're not real. But then, boom! She's actually getting attacked, and and it's knocking her on her butt. You know, as she's trying to run away at this point because she doesn't even—I don't even think she really puts up that much of a fight. She's just trying to escape at that point.
1: Well, she—well, one, I think she she kind of she already tried to fight this thing, and in the she alley. was in the alley, and in the ring, and she was outmatched, right? And well, then there's, there's in the ring, it was an actual person, yeah. But she, just, she was seeing,
2: yeah, right. Yeah. But this person, there's obviously no one else in the swamp at this point. That's just the. Very very strong mental you know thing that's that it actually has a physical pull on her leg while she's getting off into the tree and all of a sudden the ground what was that like it wasn't sand it was like this metal mercury liquid. it was
1: the poison oh it was the, oh, yeah. the
2: mercury okay yeah, yeah that makes more sense now. well
1: <laughs> well the entire time I was always trying to figure out like what exactly is this supposed to be and like of course it's like not only is it like Cora's um like old identity but it's also it's like the sum total of all of her all of her fears right yeah. everything and, and
2: I am su- almost surprised it's her dark shadow figure as opposed to like a dark version of Zaheer. because right. that's the one that's like really her fear it's like it must mean something about her running away from herself and something she's not facing
3: yeah um i had assumed that it was it was the embodiment of her avatar state trying to get back in contact with her. Because at some point... uh, But then, like,
2: why is it attacking her?
3: Well, it didn't start attacking her until she started attacking it. Like, before, it was just kind of more passive showing up. And then when she was like, that's enough, I'm going to take it on, then it started kind of... Yeah, but 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 even
2: at this point, when she's in the swamp, she just says, like... I, you know, I'm sick of this, like, leave me alone, but I know you can't hurt me, and it attacks her first. So, I mean, if there was really some deeper connection, like, hug me and we'll entwine and become one again, like, I don't think-
1: (laughs) This isn't Naruto. Yeah. And there's something, it could just be like we all have like inner demons that like they sometimes get manifested. Well, being the avatar, being attuned with the spirit world, this could be like, you know, this this could be a spirit of her own creation, which because she's the avatar becomes a true spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I think it's really interesting because of all the avatars in history that we've heard of or seen stories of, even with Aang, she is the only avatar who has had the type of struggle she has dealt with she cannot she has lost her connection with any of the other reincarnations she cannot go meditate and speak with any of them that has been completely severed forever now she can't even get in tune with rava which is the connection into entering her avatar state she's the only avatar who has ever had these difficulties and we know for a fact that she'll never be able to get in touch with her former selves so it's just really interesting her character as a whole. I mean, we don't know every single story of every Avatar before Aang, but she's the one who seems to be facing the worst <laughs> yeah. crap, um, and at such a young age too. Still, I mean, it's like God, you're not even like what? She's like eighteen at this point now. She's 18, eighteen, nineteen.
1: I think. I think she started out. I think she might be almost like twenty. Something yeah, like she was, right. was. she was.
2: Wasn't she like fifteen when the series started? Like
1: fifteen or sixteen. 15,
2: yeah, fifteen or sixteen. She's got to be at least nineteen, twenty at I mean, this yeah. point. Yeah. So I mean,
3: and th- yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like I was telling someone this weekend about that's why I love Cora. Yeah, and that like she actually faces uh, all of her issues, and she faces more more mature um, internal like, internal struggles. Like with Aang, it was always he was traditional Shonen protagonist. Yeah. Well, um, he was
1: the reluctant hero. He
2: was right. Re- yeah, and then the sense and. Uh, being so young, but all of his fights for the most part were external, and it wasn't him trying to find stuff, inner demons, it was just trying to, like, because he didn't get a chance to have his full training as an Avatar. He wasn't trained at all as an Avatar. As soon as he found out he was, he left. So all of his training as an Avatar was during the series that we watched with him with the adventures with everybody. Korra, we started off when she was already trained as an avatar, and then only part we were in for was her trying to learn how to Earth... um, I'm sorry, airbend.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So, I mean, this is really cool. I mean, we found out when the series was coming out this was going to be more geared toward the older audiences that were with Aang, in this sense. So we kind of connect and... Internalized. The, what, what does this mean? You know, yeah. and
1: desperately <laughs> reaching for a segue.
2: Speaking
1: of connected with Aang, so she after she is defeated and dragged down into like you know the, the, the mercury. Point, the mercury, She wakes up in this this cave in one of the in the in one of the trees, and then we just see there's this figure that's. And just, did, you know, did you know
2: who it was right away?
1: I guess I, guessed I did.
2: Much. I knew right away. Cool. I just I knew.
3: They spoiled it in the in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: didn't see the trailer, so ha. Huh.
1: Good for you. That's probably for the best because of course it turns around and it's tough.
2: Yeah. Yes. I like I like not watching as much as I really want to know what happens next episode, like it makes it more fun when we do our after buzz predictions here. Um yeah, and I love the the, the way the line left off with like, It's good to see you twinkle toes. And uh, I was like, Oh it's a yeah. mentality. <laughs>
1: So it, it does make me kind of like I, I was reading. I was reading a review. I was reading a review of the episode, and it was saying that this might be somebody who can actually help Korra yes. heal because, like Katara, you know, does patience and positive reinforcement. So as we've seen, Toph, Toph believes in tough love, and mm-hmm. I think that that's what Korra. Tough, but up, but up, but up. That's three
2: or four <laughs> I think, so far. Um, no, I, and I agree too. And I think, in a sense, I think because they're in the swamp, it's gonna. I mean, should we just go into predictions?
1: I think yeah, we
0: got to. All right, all right. Predictions, After Buzz TV predictions.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, what, based on what you were saying, yeah, she needs some tough love, but also tough is missing her senses, one of her the the sight. So she has this in-tune connection to a lot of things, and I would think that almost, it's surprising that Katara could only help so far, but now Toph has to kind of help her maybe... ...block out some of the PTSD... ...that's really the only thing that's in her way... ...with with finding out through her other senses and stuff... ...and I think the fact... ...if it was just Toph somewhere... ...I'd be like, I don't know how she's going to help... ...but because it's Toph and they're in the swamp... ...which we know from last uh, series... ...that is a very spiritually mysterious place... Everything's gonna come into play, and it's gonna be just really cool to see what Toff can do for her. And I want yeah. to know where the hell Toff's been. Like, what's, what have you been up to? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, been you know? lost, right? Yeah, I will not lost. She knows where she is, but I mean, cool. like, no one to knows. to everyone else.
1: Yes. Yeah. Going going back to our Star Wars metaphor the Star Wars metaphor, at least the one that I keep on harping on. <laughs> like, th- this, we're definitely right in the middle of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> like, this is, this is her, this is her, like, you know, deep training where she has to, you know, really, really master. Use the Force. Yeah. Ma- well, master the spiritual side, which is something that Korra has never really done, is mastered that, that spiritual side to being the Avatar, and mm-hmm. I think that this is, we're gonna see a lot of, we're gonna see, at least in one episode, is going to be heavily her and Toph in the swamp, and then there's going, to, and it's just going to be cutting back to the other people. I think there's going to be yeah. a fallout with Kuvira and Bolin and yeah, definitely. Maka, oh no, I can hear that. Do you right. guys think
2: that she's going to go back to Republic City by the end of next episode, or do you think we're going to have to wait in at least another episode for I, that?
1: I think at least another episode. Okay. Yeah,
3: I think it's going to take a little bit of time for her and Toph to kind of get to a good place. Yeah. Unless the
2: endless if, if next episode is completely focused around only Toph and Guitar, um, I'm sorry, not Guitar, Akora, then yes, I can see at the very end she's going to Republic City, but they're going to split it and do like a little bit of like, you know, the Mako and everything like that, um, Boleyn and all those characters. Then yeah, I think it'll be a couple episodes at least. Well, yeah. I think
1: the next episode, I think, is titled The, the Coronation, or it has something to do with Oh, the Earth King. Yeah, the Prince Wu.
2: Definitely Zuko. God, what's wrong with me? Not Zuko. Mako. Mako. These names are very similar. They're both
1: fire (laughs) bins. No,
2: but there was like a co, and then there's a (laughs) k or (laughs) a
1: tara. Alright, but, uh, I, yeah, but I think that wraps us up for the week. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, where can they find you, Miss Liz? Hey
2: guys, Liz Rishmawi here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LizzyMawi. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. Also check me out on the episodes of, uh, Sword Art Online Recap with my buddy, uh, Tari here. And, uh, on Mondays, I am also uh, occasionally doing Doctor Who. So, uh, catch me there.
3: Sweet, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at J. that's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh you can also find me on the flash panel on Tuesdays, the Doctor Who classics on Wednesdays, and as she said, the Sword out online on uh, Sundays. Sunday would say Sunday. Yep.
1: <laughs> and I'm John Quick, you can find me on Twitter at @nowquick and also on the Attack on Titan panel and you know please, you know reach out to us, you know, oh, via
2: iTunes tw- guys. iTunes 5
1: stars, give <laughs> five us a stars, review. 5 stars, please. Comment on YouTube, we love hearing from you guys and thanks so much for your comments and yeah. I will see you guys next week. See ya. Yeah. Peace
2: out.